Our scripture reading actually is Luke 8, 4 through 8, and 11 through 15. I'm going to read from the New International Bible. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and it was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seeds fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they all fall away. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, But as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on the good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by by persevering, produce a crop. We are beginning a series on the stewardship of bread. And this morning we turn to to this text about sowing the seeds. And in this parable, you know, the Word of God is sown all over the place. In the field, on the path, in the rocky places, in the thorny places. And some respond, and some, for various reasons, do not. And as I read this text in Luke, as I consider it, I I have a couple of observations I'd like to make. One is that the seed is kind of scattered indiscriminately, right? There's not, really, there's not really a very methodical way of placing the seed where it will most likely grow. Now, I would think a farmer with, with any, you know, uh, you know skill <laughs> would be very careful about how much seed he throws where. Now, I do have to say, in ancient times, they used to do things a little backwards. They would throw the seeds and then till the ground under, and that would, that would push the seeds down into the ground. But even at that, just kind of throwing it hither and yon seems a little strange. But the kingdom of God, as we always will observe, is a little bit different than the rest of the world. Amen? kingdom of God is very different. And to, so I observe that the farmer in this story scatters the the seed indiscriminately and and leaves open the possibility that even in the thorny places that seed may take growth even in the rocky places that seed may sprout and grow i also observe in that that the ground is not prepared you know they could have plowed it up they could have removed the thorns they could have broken up the rocks a little bit and but the farmer chose not to, which I think is a little strange. And here's my other, my other observation is that the seed, where the seed grew, where it really took root, 
the, the yield that came from that was absolutely ridiculous. You know, it was like they had miracle grow on steroids or something like that. It was this ridiculous, because, you know, a good crop, the average crop in this time might yield a five or seven fold crop, right? A bumper crop would be a tenfold yield. But the, the parable tells us today that what was, what came out of this seed that was sown was a miraculous, ridiculous, over-the-top, 100-fold, miraculous yield of grain. So as I make these observations, I guess I want to ask, you know, what does this have to do with stewardship? What is this conveying to us about our, our calling to stewardship? And the first thing I want to say is that in this parable, who is sowing the seed? It is, it is Christ. Christ and the seed, of course, represents the Word of God. Christ is out there sowing the Word of God, uh, scattering it hither and yon. Some people respond. Some people do not. Some people respond at first and then fall away when the t- going gets tough. But it is Christ that is scattering the seed. And I would say in this day and age, it is Christ still scattering the seed. But how does Jesus do it? Through you and me. This is our calling. We are called to be the sowers of the seeds. Amen? We are called to scatter God's Word around. We sow in this time. We sow with our time. We sow with our gifts. We sow with our resources. And every time we scatter that seed, the opportunity for God to work is made there. Stewardship as we talk about it over the next few weeks, is about how we choose to cultivate those seeds given to us. Those seeds that God has already planted within us, how do we cultivate them to grow and bloom and blossom and produce a harvest? And furthermore, how do we within this community scatter seeds in a way that is producing a harvest? Un, uh, I guess stewardship, in my mind, is really about bettering the odds of our success. See, I think we can do better than Jesus in this story, right? I think we can improve upon the situation because, again, Jesus just kind of threw it out there, right? I think we can do better than that. I think we can improve on that. We can, in this community, we can protect those seeds as we scatter them. So that, you know, in the story, the crows come and they eat them up. You know what? What we need around here is a few scarecrows. We need some folks who are protecting those seeds and keeping the, the crows that would come and, and take them away, take them out of our midst, uh, keep them at bay. In other words, we can be a place where the Spirit of God shines so bright that the darkness cannot overcome it, just as John tells us in his Gospel. We can be a place of light and life. We can be a place that is safe and protected. We can be a safe place where that that seed can be nurtured to grow, to blossom, and to become all that God has in store. We can remove the thorns so that the seeds don't get choked out. 
right? We can be a place here where people discover that there is more to life than just being consumers and more to life than just being consumed. Amen. We can break up the rocks that hinder the seed from taking root. We can be a place where people don't just scratch the surface of what living an abundant life with Christ is all about, but where they find themselves grounded in a deep and meaningful relationship with a living God, with Jesus Christ, and a place where people are connected to a community. You know, so often, you know, I know there, there's a movement out there that says, hey, make it simple. You know, make it real simple. Make the gospel real simple. Well, you've heard me say this before. Living as a follower of Jesus Christ is not simple. It is deep. It is rough. It, is, it invokes wrestling. We have to wrestle with the Word of God to really take, for it to really take root. And if you're not getting challenged by the Word of God, then you're not reading it right. Amen? If you're not getting challenged by that, you're not reading it right. Because being a follower of Christ is challenging. It's not simple. And I, uh, I for one, as a leader in the church, refuse to simplify it for you. So you're going to have to step it up. We all are. Amen? So uh, I, I didn't mean to get off on a thing here, but uh, you know we have the opportunity to create the environment where that kind of deep, meaningful, real, honest relationship with God can take place. Uh, God, and this is the ministry of the church to cultivate the conditions within our community and within ourselves that allow for the Word of God to take root and to grow and to produce a ridiculous harvest. And stewardship is the invitation to be a part of making that happen. And it comes to you, it comes to me, it comes to all of us. Through our time, our talent, and our treasure, we become the seed sowers who plant the Word of God in our community and the people within our circle of influence, all who we come in contact with. And again, what God promises will be the result of this is a ridiculously miraculous, out of the ordinary, never to be seen, never having been seen before, harvest. More than anyone could even imagine. And i got to say, I, I believe it. I believe we have a God-sized calling here at First Baptist Church. I believe we have a God-sized ministry. And what I mean by that is we have a ministry that can only be accomplished by the Spirit of God. Amen? And it can only be accomplished when we bring all that we have to bear. Our time, talent, and resources. And God can use that to accomplish what God has in store. And i got to tell you, the seeds we're throwing around here, it's good stuff. Amen? Don't you think we got some good stuff going on here? The ministry of this church is seed throwing, and I think we do it pretty well. Every time Jane Nelson does chapel for the child care 
seeds are thrown. Every time we participate in family promise, which is coming up by the way, we throw some seeds. Every time, every year when we do White Cross and the ladies collect all these things to go take care of, uh, of other folks in other places, we throw some seeds. Every time we provide a space for recovery and AA, we throw some seeds. Every time we come across a brother or a sister from the LGBT community who have been told by their community something is wrong with you and you don't belong here, and they hear from us that we want you here and you do belong here and we are better for having you with us, we scatter some seeds. Every meal we make at Ronald McDonald House, some seeds are thrown. Every time we give to the road home or we go and pack up things for them, we scatter some seeds. Every time your pastor is invited to represent you by speaking at something or praying at something or standing up with somebody, it's an opportunity to cast some seeds. Every hour and resource that is put into helping parents raise their children through our child care center, seeds are thrown. Every time we put out put out time in put our time into summer camp some amazing seeds are grown are thrown every time we stand together with the community at events like pink dot or when we stand together for immigration or when we stand together uh, to for whatever God calls us to stand for we scatter some seeds and every time you write a check in support of the ministry of this church you're casting some seeds and every time and this is an important one every time we hold one another in prayer every time you pray for me every time I pray for you we scatter some seeds amen but it doesn't stop there I know that's a long list but we have God-sized mission amen we have a God-sized mission in this place. We take up a large space on this corner. It means we got a large mission to accomplish. There's even more seed to be cast. This church has just begun to scratch the surface of the seeds it has been given to throne. Imagine ministries that nurture families as they grow. Ministries that help parents be better parents. Imagine asking in everything we do, how are we including children? Imagine structuring ourselves in a way that makes that happen. Imagine ministries that really look around us and say, what can we do to contribute to the good from our little corner here in Salt Lake City? The ministry is all around us. Sarah Daft home is right next door. How well do they know us? And how well do we know them? We need to cast some seeds in that direction. Amen? East Heights, right across the street here. Imagine us being, you know, a lot of, a lot of good Baptists, I gotta say, have started saying public education is not for us. We're gonna go a different direction. What if we said, you know what, we're here to help public education raise all of our children? What if we said, what can we do to contribute to that? What can we do to be supportive of what goes on over there? What can we do to tell a teacher thank you? It's right there. It's right across the street. What can we do? to connect ourselves to the ministry that goes on at East High. And then there's, an, there's another school, and I'm sorry I forgot to get the name of this, but it's, a, a, Anne, what's the name of this school where there's an autistic focus? Pickering, right? 
Yeah, what are we doing? Man, what a, what a Herculean effort they make up there. What are we doing to support the ministry they're doing among children? Imagine ministries that bring hope to the poor, to the left out, to the disenfranchised. Imagine a ministry that says, you know what? God loves you. And we see Jesus in you. And we're going to live in a way that acknowledges that. Imagine being a place that has such an amazing impact on the community around it that even those who don't go to church here are just glad we're here. Picture that. These are the kinds of seeds we've been given to cast. They are the life-giving, life-affirming, life-changing seeds. And you have your ideas. You know what the ministry is. Just look around. You know what we wish the church was about. And we're, we're good at it. And we have the opportunities as we think about this seed sowing to really respond. As Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, plentiful and the workers are few. And we are called to cast some seeds. And in some cases, we're called to reap the harvest. So as we think about stewardship of our, of our time, our talent, and our treasure, let us remember that these are the seeds that produce a ridiculous bounty. And we've been called to this ridiculous size ministry in this church. And I pray that we all come together responding to the calling of God to bring all that we have to bear that the kingdom of God might be realized every time we stand together. Let us pray. Loving God, You have called us to incredibly large mission. You have called us to big things. And we pray that as we are responsible, as we are faithful in these big things, that You will bless the ministry we do. Not not with material resources, but with changed and transformed lives. With people who are finding new life in You. That we all might enjoy what it means to be a child of God. We ask all these things in the precious and powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen.